Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast where we talk about sim racing, racing esports and racing video games. And today we're going to be discussing the transition from the virtual world to the real world with Max Esterson. I'm Tom and I'll be speaking to him, but also so will be Piers Pryor. Piers, how are you today? I'm good. I'm looking forward to, to chatting to Max. I uh, have met Max in the real world with a uh, racing GB3, so I've seen him around and about. But it'd be good to hear about his virtual racing background in a bit more detail. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on, I think, your second Traction podcast. But Piers, you'll also recognise from the YouTube channel in general. Uh, and you're the ideal candidate to speak to Max as well, because you work together on a weekend. Yeah, of course. I've mentioned I've, I've met Max a few times, and that's because I'm the co-commentator and co-presenter for the GB3 Championships, which now Max races in this year, but also raced in last year. So, yeah, I've been very aware of what he's been doing in the in the real motor racing. But yeah, as I said, um, I know he's got a back uh, background in, in sim racing, and it'll be good to hear about what he's got to say about that firsthand. Yeah, this is a key thing with this interview. It's the transition from virtual to motorsport and if you've seen the Gran Turismo movie recently which is based upon a true star of Jan Mardenborough Jan Mardenborough doesn't really race at the minute although he's looking for a 2024 seat here's someone who's doing it in their own way without um going through a competition of sorts he's earning it and he's got iRacing sponsorship on board as well so it'll be fascinated to hear what he says so without further ado here's our chat with Max Esterson okay Max Esterson a pleasure to speak to you uh, we're going to talk about your motorsport career, you're currently in GB3 and your aspirations of where to go next and also sim racing because I know you have an affiliation with iRacing. Um, before we get going, I suppose to start with myself and Piers, we're just more, we'd just like to know more about your journey so far, please. So let's, let's go way back, right from the start. Any uh, motorsport connections in your family? Yeah, so um, my dad was an engineer in the sport in the 80s. Um, a bit in the UK designing F3 cars for Ralt, and then, ah. um, and then a bit later on did some race engineering in the US, and then uh, he stopped that, and then since then we've just had friends in the sport and have always been fans, so um, that's kind of how it all started, like that's that's our family sport that's on TV, so like that's what it was growing up. Ah, uh, right, okay, so because your father was in the business, I'm, I'm sure you would pick up some connections, but also, you know, is that where sort of your, your interest would come from as well, I guess? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I initially didn't think it was something I'd end up doing, but I've always been a fan. And um, yeah, yeah. And when you know people in kind of in the business and competing, it makes it more interesting to watch, I guess, and to root for them. Yeah, of course, Max, you race in the real world now, obviously in GB3, but I, I think you've done quite a lot of sim racing. Did you start out in the real world or in sim racing? Yeah, I started completely on the sim. I mean, I grew up in Manhattan in New York City, so like racing isn't like the easiest thing to to do there, really. Um, so yeah, I was on the sim starting, I think, when I was 10 and, you know, just for fun, really. I think I started on the like the EA Sports F1 like 99 to 02 game like we randomly oh yeah <laughs> um which I guess came out the year I was born but um yeah started on there maybe a bit before I was 10 maybe six or seven and then I think when I was uh yeah 10 or 11 I got into high racing um again just for fun um <clears throat> it was actually my older brother who got gifted like a Logitech G25 steering wheel set <laughs> for his birthday or something and then I seem to take it over quickly. Um, and then, yeah, kind of 
you know, escalated from there. Like I think when I was 13 or 14, I started realizing I was like quite good on iRacing and started practicing more and taking it more seriously. And then by the time, you know, 2018, 2019, I reached like the pro level on there and the GT3 series that they had at the time. Um, and yeah, I did all the major events, like all the major endurance events. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. I see. So just to be clear then, unlike I suppose most people who might be competing in GB3 right now against, they might have done karting at that sort of age, but you you were on Sims and iRacing and old EA Formula 1 games. So was there any karting at that point in in, uh, in the formative years or not? Or is it just no, virtual? Not, not until I think two or three months before my 16th birthday, which was, was my first time in a real kart. I mean, yeah, the occasional like indoor higher karting for fun before that, but nothing nothing serious yeah until i was almost 16 so it was, it was quite late yeah that's uh it's as you say it's quite it's fairly unusual um in in a lot of the car a lot of the drivers on the the single seat ladder have done a lot of karting you clearly enjoyed and you mentioned you enjoyed doing uh, sim racing and high racing but what do you enjoy about it most uh just like how high the level is on there um, and the fact that you can test stuff repeatedly in the same condition is that spoils you compared to real life. It's hard to have that. <laughs> you don't have that luxury. Um, but yeah, the level is just so high, and it's it's impressive how good how good it's gotten. Even like kind of during the years, like during COVID, I didn't play as much, and that's when everyone was playing. Um, and the level now is it's out of control and iris. <laughs> so, what does it take in your mind to become one of those drivers at the pinnacle of iRacing? I believe at some point in your in your career, you were in the top 35 40 something like this yeah. so what, what does it take to get there um i think one of the things that's like underestimated is your ability to like um practice effectively without getting burned out um very easy i think when you're spending hours on there to just kind of be doing laps without thinking or without being you know productive i think the top guys can do you know the long hours while still being focused and still, you know, being productive and chipping away at it. Cause the problem is it's a blessing and a curse that the practice is unlimited. I mean, it's, you know, the top guys are practicing and they can do it a lot, which is good and bad obviously. But so you have to be able to practice effectively, I think is, is key. Mm, and that sort of deliberate practice is, is, is hugely important and potentially uh, helped yourself into the real world. But of course, at some point you went from the sim to, to the real world. How did that happen? When did that happen? Just talk to us about, you know, that transition. Yeah. So the carding thing first was just like a summer camp um, in New York State that I went to. And then I realized it was, it was fun. <laughs> um, and then <clears throat> the following year in 2019, I did just a year of, you know, like low level club karting at that same track I did the camp at. And then, uh, I mean, it was difficult. Like it wasn't natural for me karting. Obviously I didn't do any part sim or any of that stuff. So, um, it wasn't quite the same as driving a car on the sim. Um, but then at the end of 2019, I did a test in a formula Ford in the U S and it felt, you know, I felt much more at home. Like it was much closer to the sim than a cart. And then I did the following year is obviously COVID. So it was a bit kind of disjointed, but I did <clears throat> a couple of races at Formula Ford in the US. And then 
at the end of that year, I came over to the UK to do some Formula Ford. And then that's kind of what sparked the next year. Then obviously in 2022, I ended up doing GB3. Okay, interesting. So actually the transition in 2019 to doing some motor racing and then with 2020 COVID a bit weird. So I want to touch upon 21 before we touched GB3, which is a Formula Ford season in the UK, right? Which was incredibly successful. Uh, Walter Hayes Trophy, for example. Um, yeah. So that was actually, was that your first full season of motorsport? Yeah, I mean, 2020 was close to a full season, but not really. Right, okay. But um, yeah, it was my first real full season of, you know, proper testing and um, and yeah, and proper racing. So it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think I did 70 days <laughs> in the car right. that year from like April to November. So like Formula Ford is the only place in the UK that you can do that. I mean, it's it was great. So I guess less eye racing in that year because you're spent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with that much time in the real car, I was when I got home, I was ready for a break from racing. <laughs> yeah, and of course you did some Formula Ford, but then last year, I know, having commentated and, and presented a bit of it, you, you made the switch to to GB3, and it was actually really successful. I thought first season in the championship, um, you got a win and stuff. You know, talk to us about the transition both from Formula Ford to GB3 in terms of like the, the the scale of the championship, but also the actual driving itself. And is there anything you could learn on the sim about that? Yeah, I mean. It was definitely a big step up. I think at most circuits in the UK, the GB3 car was 15 plus seconds quicker than the Formula Ford. So it's it's night and day. And um, I mean, it's completely different. Like you have so much grip compared to the Formula Ford where you're always sliding. And the GB3 car, the car is stuck for the most part. Um, so yeah, it was a big change. And then physically, it was a huge change. Like. Uh, to be in like good shape it's they're hard cars to drive physically and um yeah so it's quite a big change but yeah and the sim to be honest like my whole time on iRacing was almost i would say 99 percent in gt cars which is kind of funny um it's like i never really did any single seater stuff on on iRacing and then i've never driven a gt car in real life now so it's um yeah it's a bit funny that way but i think just at the time on iRacing the gt racing was just more competitive and that was kind of the focus um but yeah it was it was super helpful to know all the circuits anyway you know from the sim from years back just to have that and then yeah just driving like competition wise like just the pressure of competing and and racing was helpful I suppose uh, it, something must have worked because you got it was a good year, I would say. Yeah, and you yeah. had a race win. How would you yeah. summarize that season? Yeah, considering it was a rookie year from a bigger step up than than most, because most probably came from F4 or were in their second year in GB3. So yeah, it was good and was with a small team. So, um, <clears throat> but we kind of knew from testing like it had been going well and we were you know we were hopeful that it would go well i mean it wasn't the smoothest it was a bit up and down but yeah to get a win was was really good and i think there were a lot of races i showed like that i was kind of in the top three or four of that year 
but last season you didn't just race in GB3. You had a, a trip back to Formula Ford and you did the, the Formula Ford Festival and that went pretty well uh, by all accounts. You know, how, where would you rank that sort of win on the road sort of in your career so far? Is it up there with the GB3 win? Is it above it? What about your sim racing successes? Where do you sort of place everything? <laughs> I think the Festival is above them all, to be honest. <laughs> really? Yeah, after 2021, when I did the festival, like uh, that one, it kind of haunted me for a year. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I dominated the first half of that weekend and then had a disaster in the semifinal where I went from like first to seventh in eight laps or something. And then yeah. even the seventh, that means you're starting 13th or 14th for the final. And then even then I managed to finish second starting 13th at Brands Hatch, which is like almost unheard of <laughs> um and i was a tenth away from winning so that was a bit painful um so yeah to win it the next year was was good and to you know to dominate the weekend obviously the final was cut short but yeah if anyone was gonna win that weekend it was you know i was on hold by eight tenths or something and then you know won both the um the heat in the semi so yeah a, a great confidence boost I'm, I'm i'm sure and of course that was sort of rounded out 22 and then it's 23 you've changed teams in gb3 and i think it's it, you know it's been documented it's not been as successful as you would have hoped but do you want to talk to us about the year so far yeah i mean i went to Fortech this year and like i've loved our time together um so far like they've been great it's just yeah i don't know if anything could go wrong it has gone wrong really yeah one of those um yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think we're really testing and we've shown some glimpses of speed but yeah when we like when it matters something seems to break randomly or <laughs> someone runs into me so it's yeah it's been frustrating but and that's i suppose one of the main differences between the sim and reality is of course in the simulator you mentioned earlier on everything is repeatable and exactly the same every time whereas in in real life there's a lot more variables and things that can go wrong is that something you've kind of had to get used to as well a little bit, but I've had my fair share of uh, like hardware fa failures and internet dropouts on the Sims. So I guess that's kind of the equivalent to something breaking on the car. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, this year has been like a bit extreme with how many <laughs> how many things have happened. But I don't know. We're still we're staying positive. We're having fun. So um, we'll see what we can do in the last three events. We'll just try to win some races. Well, uh, best of luck with those final few rounds and a few wins would be certainly a great way of rounding out the season. I just wanted to flip back to sim a little bit and iRacing because uh, I've seen, well, uh, was it last year or earlier this year, iRacing teased, oh, uh, what looked like a Formula Ford. And my colleague, Ross McGregor, who wrote an article saying, oh, they're going to tease this thing and it, it could be this. And it was a picture of you that he'd taken uh, at Knock Hill in a Formula Ford. It was raining, obviously, because Scotland. And uh, you have iRacing on the side of the Formula Ford. So I just wanted to touch upon what does iRacing do to support you? Yeah, they've been great to me ever since, I think, uh, the first time I did the festival of 2020, they came on board. And yeah, we've obviously had a good relationship. Um, and I think, you know, I'm a good, I'm a good story for them because that's where I started. And, you know, I've made it pretty far up to this point. Um, but yeah, it's been great working with them. And yeah, to have the Formula Ford on there is very cool. I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, I'm glad people get to enjoy that car because it's it's the favorite, it's my favorite car I've ever driven. Even, you know, it's 
maybe not the most glamorous or quickest, but it's the most fun I've had in a car. <laughs> yeah, they do look really good fun to drive. Um, we also earlier on touched on the fact that you, it's a bit unusual that you haven't done a huge amount of karting or racing before you went from basically i racing straight into cars and you know forging a career in motorsport. But having that slightly different grounding does that give you some advantages over some of your competitors and are there also some disadvantages you know where do you think it's helped you and where do you think maybe you're lacking a little bit of something here and there that you've had to learn a bit more than your competitors yeah i mean in terms of helping i think um just knowing the circuits from such a young age like without having to even think about them is it has been super helpful because i've been driving around spa since i was 11. <laughs> um, it's really that similar is it yeah i mean it's you know it's spot on really um yeah then also just like the ability to do so many repetitions i think is huge um and just like getting this general feel of breaking um at like such a young age and doing it so many times is good um i guess disadvantages would be uh i think carding so many years you build up like a good physical kind of strength you know like race fitness which is helpful i think i struggled a bit at the start of last year because formula ford you don't they're quite easy physically to drive so jumping into the gb3 at first was a bit difficult so i think i think when these kids do 10 years of guarding they build up you know a nice kind of <laughs> race fitness um then i guess another advantage for our racing is i saved a lot of money <laughs> i'm saving my friends. that's a good point that's a very very good point actually it's something that a lot of people in motorsport will know <laughs> tom well yeah i was going to ask about if there are any you know we touched upon a lot of the advantages and the cool story of coming for sim racing but are there any disadvantages and you mentioned there uh, the physical side through decades of karting you can build up certain muscles anything else that you felt you were maybe lacking or had to learn quickly uh, versus those who had had a longer career in uh, cars or carts before you jumped in yeah, I suppose um, I suppose rain driving, but maybe that'll change soon on our racing. Ah, yes, <laughs> well, the pictures look amazing. So yeah, they look good. Um, yeah, I didn't. Um, yeah, I didn't drive in the rain until I was sixteen. So in a cart. Um, so yeah, that was a bit different. Um, where you know people who are carting in the UK or Europe, ages yeah. through fifteen, have you know they've done plenty in the rain, um, especially in the UK yeah <laughs> definitely yeah well looking forward to seeing uh, rain in iRacing soon hopefully constant teasers looking forward to it. it sounds fundamentally groundbreaking from what's being described if it's delivered in that way uh outside of motorsport do you still iRace uh not as much as I used to um but I'm trying to get back into it um it's <laughs> it's hard when you've kind of not been full-on focused on it for like two or three years it's definitely harder to like get up to the level I was at before, but I think, you know, this winter and in the coming months, I'll try to make a push. <laughs> so it's still, yeah, when I get back into it, I realize how, how much fun it is. And then besides that, like just how good it is mentally, like even if I'm driving Porsche Cup, say like just the official races, like the competition and the nerves are the same, you know, as the real thing, like real single seater racing. Like when you're sitting on the grid, it's, you know, the heart's going. So it's, it's definitely good training from that standpoint. hundred percent. I've had that. I feel like I get more nervous for sim races than I do for real races. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the start of a 24 hour race on iRacing. Like, yeah. It's, 
it's nerve-wracking and when you when you when your foot's jumping on the pedal I've, I've had that in the sim i've never had that in real life um, <laughs> yeah. but back to your real racing career uh, of course last year this year your main focus has been gb3 but you didn't just do gb3 this year you had a, a one-off ex- uh, excursion i believe in the uh, fiaf3 championship which must have been pretty cool first of all tell us a bit about that and is that what you're planning to do next year yeah, it was, um, it was really cool. It was kind of unexpected. Someone dropped out kind of last minute and there was an availability to jump in. And I think it was wise to take it because you don't have, you know, many opportunities to kind of learn about the series and learn what it is before, you know, the full season starts. So, um, yeah, it was a good experience. Um, luckily, the first one was Silverstone. So I knew the circuit well, probably better than most of the other drivers, um, which was good. And I think it showed in the first practice when I was 10th, which was quite nice. Obviously, I used an extra set of tires, but still to be 10th, I think, in that grid. <laughs> My first five laps in the car was was good. Um, yeah, it's, it's super tricky with the way the tires work in that car and series. So like half the battle is you know tire warm-up and where you are in sequence and traffic and um getting used to all that you know the actual driving aspect and f3 is a very small portion unfortunately but it's the way it is and um obviously that's a skill some have mastered so you mentioned of course potentially the next rung is fia f3 the logical progression would be then f2 and potentially f1 but is that where you want to be or have you got other aspirations uh ultimately yes like f1 would be uh the goal um obviously i know it's it's very tricky to get there no matter who you are um but yeah, uh, for now, like I just want to keep climbing the ranks and single seaters in Europe is the immediate goal. Um, but in the end, if that doesn't land me in F1, I'd be you know very happy in IndyCar or sports cars in Europe or the US, just driving you know professionally. I just I like driving. <laughs> Yeah, amen to that. And, uh, you know, it's good to have, I suppose, an open mind because, you know, a lot of drivers on the GB3, especially, and, you know, have aspirations for Formula One, but it's good to keep your, your options open. Uh, I very much hope you you can make those upper echelons of uh, open wheel or single seater motorsport. I think that'll be amazing, not just for yourself, but uh, for sim races as well as like a a goal or a pinup. Oh, look, this person made it. So I was just going to ask to to finish off. You know, for other people who are doing very well iRacing, put a lot of hours in and are competitive at the minute, um, do you think your career shows that they can progress into motorsport? And do you think that will hopefully furrow a path for other iRacers who might want to try and take up like Formula Ford or accounting, for example? Yeah, I hope so. Um, I think it's definitely possible. Um, and I think, uh, you know, Max Verstappen has been talking about it a lot recently, like how he's trying to start this GT3 program with sim racers. And, um, you know, he's, I think there's an interview a while ago where he's saying how impressive it is, like how close they're driving the sim drivers who have never driven a cart or whatever, a real car, how close their driving is to like the real thing. And at like with no experience in the real thing, they're already like at a good base level of like knowledge and, you know, how to set up a car and, um, and I think, you know, it's, it's cool to see him also, you know, being on the sim so much and competing, um, it's super impressive. And yeah, I think, I think it's definitely the way of the future. I mean, carding is very expensive and it's a lot, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of money, a lot of time effort. Not that sim racing isn't a lot of time and effort, but it's, you know, it's 
coding is definitely difficult. Um, <laughs> so I think the sim is becoming more and more relevant, obviously. Whether it leads to sim racers getting sim, you know, driver roles at professional teams or getting in the real thing, I think it's yeah, the pathways are are opening, which is good. Yeah, it certainly seems that way, doesn't it? And hopefully, more opportunities are coming in the future. Uh, well, Max, I just want to say thank you very much uh, for your time and uh, best of luck with your future endeavors in motorsport. Yeah, thank you. Well, thanks to Max for his time and thank you very much for listening or watching. Uh, Piers, did you enjoy that conversation? Yeah, it was great to chat to Max once again and interested to hear about how his experience differs from quite a lot of his competitors who most of which have done karting since they were younger and now they're you know racing against him. But he's done most of his practice and, and learning on the sim and is now able to apply it in real life. And also to get interested to hear about um, what he's been up to, what, what successes he's had. And yeah, he just seems like a nice guy and uh, yeah, someone that's sort of really advocating sim racing. Yeah, it's a pleasure to speak to. And we gained some really valuable insights there of the advantages, but also some of the disadvantages from going from sim to car, as opposed to like a decade of karting first. Uh, do you th where do you think he'll, he'll end up next? Well, it sounds like he's got his eyes on FIA F3 championship, and I don't see why there's he wouldn't be doing that next year. He mentioned that this year in GB3 with Fortec hasn't been the year that he maybe potentially wanted it to be, but. Um, you know, we, he's shown the speed. He's shown he's got the pace. Uh, he's got an experience. He's got some experience in FIAF3 under his belt now with that Silverstone race, which came about, which I'm sure will hold him a good step for next year. And you know, who knows? Who knows what the future holds? But you know, we may see him in the F3 and F2 going forward. And then, if he can get to F1, amazing, and that would be great for sim racing. But if not, he'll be a very solid racing driver in whatever he he drives. I'm sure. Yeah, well, we wish him the best of luck because uh, he's a nice person, but also he's very talented. You don't win those Formula Ford races or a race in GB3 for nothing. So he's clearly got the talent. Those cars are all extremely equal. And then also from a sim racing perspective, it's great to have uh, sort of this pinup who can hopefully succeed in open wheeler or single seater racing. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening and watching. As I said already, uh, please do subscribe on YouTube or leave a comment on YouTube or the website uh, if you want to wish Max the best with his future motorsport endeavors. But also if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please do rate and subscribe on there. It helps us out, helps us make more episodes in the future. But that's it for now. Thank you very much to Piers as well. Keep it pinned.